is Amalia Eon Karras. This is Satya, and you're listening to, to Love, Love, Sex, Sex and, and the, the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. Agenda. Our podcast was created with the sole intention to release toxic shame, illuminate our shadow nature, and expose the mysterious entities that feed off our most precious life force, our sexual energy. To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com. Let's dive in. All right. So our series here on various <laughs> ideas of souls and um, trap souls and uh, experiences we've had in dying, uh, death, loved ones departing. Uh, what about, I'm, I'm thinking what about the living, because we were talking about so many different things in the last few episodes, and and then uh, just most recently, uh, the idea of souls either putting themselves in a place uh, they wanted to stay or being trapped, you know, in ancient times by perhaps a shaman or other, you know, maybe being trapped in a tree or um, so what about i mean can some can a soul be trapped inside of a living uh person or uh, oh totally yeah absolutely you know i mean people would call that probably a possession but it it's so fascinating for me i'm always learning as i seem to stumble upon these cases <laughs> uh you know some people just call me and like you know, I'm dealing with this entity attachment or uh, during a session, normally it would happen like I'm giving a session to someone and it's like a past life regression or some sort of soul dive. And then we see that there's another entity and we release it there. I mean, I've had to deal with depossession a number of times, um, but there was one time where I found it really weird because in most cases, the depossession, the spirit is you know, we don't know why it chose that person to be its host, except that they were open. Like a lot of people who drink alcohol or take drugs, they have a lot of spirits who they just become like an open portal. And so when they're drinking or doing any kind of recreational drugs, they tend to attract those spirits, like they feed off that energy. And then they just jump in the body because the person's a bit unconscious or they're not, they're kind of hovering or they they start disassociating and then it become they become a host for other spirits. And a lot of times those can be just temporary possessions or sometimes they really actually need a shaman to depossess them to re remove the spirit. But one of the weirdest cases I had that was a big uh, eye opener for me was with a guy I was dating. It was like the middle of the night and I saw that he had a, a possession in his body. And how I see it is it's like the eyes change colors or there's almost like a shadow behind the eyes. Mm -hmm. That's how it presents itself to me. Like suddenly the, an entity appears behind the eyes. Um, so I can see that there's like two souls. There's two different wow. uh, energies running behind someone and it was really weird because I was super tired I wanted to go to sleep and he was talking to me and I saw this and I thought oh my god not my boyfriend like I don't want to work right now I just want to sleep <laughs> and I was trying to ignore it and suddenly he goes what did you just see what did you see 
And I was like, yeah, I saw something. He goes, I feel really weird. I feel like there's something inside me. And so then the, the way shamans work is like, you never tell the person they're possessed because the possession gets too strong. Or if someone knows they're possessed, you need to do the depossession right away because then a fight starts happening for the host. So it's like, I know that in my training, like, oh shit, he knows. So I can't wait till tomorrow. I've got to do it right now. Mm -hmm. And he started panicking. He's like, you saw something, you saw something. I felt something. What is it? What did you see? And I was like, oh my God. Okay, here we go. It's like two in the morning. So I start to work on him and start to pull this entity out and it wasn't coming out. It was really hard. So I started communicating with the entity. Like, what do you want? Why are you attached to him? Asking just as many questions as I could to, to try and make it a soft process because for the person who has the possession, it's not a fun experience. It's can be quite overwhelming for the nervous system. And so I was just trying to keep it slow. It took a couple of hours, which is quite long. But what I realized was uh, I started communicating and it tells me it's his father. And I was like, his father, but it looked energetically uh, like this creature. It was only about this big, like uh, not even a foot tall. And it was very squished. It looked like a gremlin, like what we would consider a little gremlin with skinny arms and long fingers, big feet, like long toes. And the spine was really curved and hunched over. And his face was very pointed. And I was like, wow, you got some elemental like creature gremlins stuck on. And he was right behind the base of his neck, straddling his blind spot, like right here, uh, like feeding off the back of his neck. And I said, okay, this is a difficult one because he's really like lodged in there. And uh, the guy I was dating, he's uh, very shamanic and and, an astute seer himself and a healer. So he could feel and experience everything with me, which was really uh, quite amazing. But he was saying like, whoa, it's just holding. I can feel it, get it off me. It's on my back. And I said, okay, calm, breathe. And I start realizing, I'm like, he says it's your father, but he's so deformed. His spine is like deformed. He's like a small gremlin. I don't understand. So I kept talking. It turned out his father died of, I believe it's called MS, like, this Mm. multiple sclerosis where his, I guess his back got really deformed as he was dying. And I didn't know that. So that was really, that was the first weird sort of synchronicity. And so then I kept saying, are you really his dad? Cause I thought it was a trickster trying to trick me to like, love it and say, cause I sometimes deal with entities that are in the wrong place quite harshly. Mm. <laughs> and so he was like, I thought he was tricking me that, you know, it's his father and he should, he should love me and keep me here because he definitely didn't want to go. But we started to work and pull him out. But basically what it came to, he wasn't the scary creature. After all, it was his father who had deformed himself and made himself so small and unrecognizable because he just wanted to uh, live with his son and he didn't have any belief of the afterlife. He was terrified in the astral realms because there were so many weird entities and ghosts that he was afraid of the other ghosts, you know? And 
he was just, you know, this Jewish guy whose beliefs were never very strong. So he was confused in his spiritual beliefs. And so we had to really talk to him and explain to him that there were other dimensions that he could exist in if he wanted. And we started opening, you know, I was opening these other realms like gateways for him to pass through to see where he might want to exist. And only after hours excruciating, poor guy, um, my boyfriend, he was really in a lot of physical pain as this was happening until we fully extracted him and let him go. And then we realized that all of my boyfriend's uh, like health issues, he was having some immune issues himself and it had all started from the death of his father. And we didn't know that, you know, it had been a couple of years since he died. So for two years and the, the, the spirit of his father had kind of like atrophied himself in his own imagination, because that's how monstrous he felt he looked and he was so scared. So he deformed himself to look like that with his thought forms and was clinging to his son hoping that he would somehow just be able to like live vicariously through him. And I was like, that's not okay. You're stealing his life force. It's making him sick. You need to leave. We can show you how to find your way out of here. But wow, it was really one of the hardest depossessions because there was such a bond between the two of them because it was his father and he did love him. And he was, even as I was telling him what his father was saying to me, you know, Adam was really sad and upset and feeling empathy towards his dad who had, you know, a bad death experience. So that was a fascinating uh, one for me and very unexpected. And it's those types when I, when I have something so unexpected, I guess they all kind of are, but you just learned something you just didn't even know was possible. Right. Yeah. So wait, I, (laughs) I know that if I were listening to this, I would say, wait, say that again. Like, so he was in his son because he wanted to, because he didn't quite believe in the other realms or other options. He didn't know where else to go. And he didn't want to hang out in the astral realms, which is like the purgatory state. So he was clinging to his son. He was literally clinging to his son. He was clinging inside on his, he was living off his life for, he was sucking his life force out of him because he was just there, like inside his, and he was weaseling his way in. So the way that spirits um, come in and out is through the back of our neck, Mm -hmm. like this bridge area behind our skull at the base where our skull meets our spine. That's a very sensitive spot. It's where souls can come in or or leave. So when we dream, sometimes or if we're disassociating, we might start leaving our body. Um, Mm -hmm. And when we do things like that, or when we take too much drugs or alcohol and start getting inebriated, that's where we open these portals generally somewhere along the back. There's many spin points that these entities can come in, but this one is extremely sensitive and it's the place that we don't see, right? Because it's behind us. And so we're not taking care of it as much. Like uh, even people who are doing a lot of spiritual hygiene, like shamans and meditators and yogis, 
it's easier to see everything in front of you. Not so much, you know, we all have our blind spot. And so spirits love the blind spot. It's where they sneak in the back door and they hang out hoping no one's going to notice them until like things start getting wonky. And then you're like, something's off here. And that's what he was feeling. He was like, you saw something in my eyes. I feel something. What is that? Like, and then we were like, oh my God, it was just so surprising. Mm-hmm. that it was his father it was the I would never think that his father would make himself that small like literally like a few inches tall into like a small compact like you shouldn't notice me I'm so disfigured to fit here um, you know I've been dead for years and I'm scared shitless and I'm just following my son around wow <laughs> So after that, I guess he, he changed and he must've things shifted. Yeah. Yeah. Things shifted a lot for him, for his health, for his state of mind. He said he was under tremendous anxiety and he just chalked it up to like his father had passed away and, you know, his, he was a lawyer. So he was dealing with, you know, the stress of work, but he couldn't work. Like he, he basically, for the years after his dad's death, he no longer worked. He was having some kind of health crisis. Yeah. And so this really shifted things. It freed up a lot of his energy and he felt very different afterwards. And he was just as surprised, obviously, as I was, but And it was hard for him to really let him go. You know, there was a lot of emotion in it. And he finally got to say a different level of goodbye to his father because he realized that he was also holding on to his father's memory and missing his father so much. And that connection was what was binding it so strongly in his body. But it was so toxic for him. And I think a lot of people who lose loved ones and they don't understand the afterlife. They don't understand what's on the other side. They get so freaked out and they don't realize that they're harming themselves and the other soul. So like with some basic understanding that these things are possible and these things happen and you can start to free up and communicate and learn, um, you know, yeah. learn oh, what there's the, all these other dimensions. That makes a lot of sense, you know, and, and just it kind of, makes me think of a lot of different things. Uh, You know, I have run across people that, you know, had a parent die and they were very close to them or they had a lot of emotions around them. And then, you know, 10 years later, they're unable to function on this planet. And, you know, maybe they're an alcoholic or maybe they're, and, and yet when they talk about their parent, it's as if, you know, it, just happen. And I know that grief is always just under the surface and I don't want to be, you know, insensitive to that kind of thing, but there's been times where I've caught myself, you know, even maybe feeling a little bit judgmental or, or you know, toward like get person. over it already. Right. <laughs> he died yeah, and, I, or something, yeah. you know? and, and I actually think that what I was probably tapping into was, was the something like that. Something like something. No, really, they're, they're probably. Yeah, I agree with you. There must like be something some really dark is going on yes. here, and this is all bad. Like, well, yeah. that's why I love offering this information, 
even though it's uncomfortable and I don't want to be thought of as like the ghost whisperer or something. Cause I honestly don't really like doing it. It's uncomfortable. You know, I avoid it. I've had three deaths this year and, you know, I don't jump to communicate with them because when you're communicating with the deceased, you're opening yourself to a lot of realms. Like there's different things that happen, but when you have unresolved grief and you're, your health is bad when you're having like it, when you're unable to move on, when it's created such a tear in your energetic tapestry and your foundation, because every death close to you does. I mean, it literally, we have this, this web that we all energetically horizontally are connected through. And when someone drops off or when someone's at it, we feel it, it all shakes. And depending on how clean that was or what karmic baggages are there or what roles, you know, I, I truly believe that my father passed and his horrific death blessed my life. Like he gave me gifts, literal gifts upon his leaving that changed the trajectory of my life completely. Like I'm no longer in tech. I'm not doing, I'm not even on the path I was on. Like I'm a different person now because of his death and the many deaths that I saw that year. And they trained me, like they taught me. And I realized, wow, you know, if I can help other people and, and share this reality, I, I do believe that death is a gateway to our spiritual inheritance. It's like when someone dies close to you and you're experiencing that kind of grief, I believe it's a time for a spiritual awakening. It's time for you to understand what, your life is about because you have to live without them here physically, but they don't die. Right. Like that was so mind boggling to me. Like, where do they go? Where are they? Oh my God. They still talk to me. And then it was just getting louder and louder. And I've helped hundreds of people connect to their deceased loved ones. And it never ceases to amaze me. It changes their life when they get that resolution, when they realize that the soul, when the, the stories come through and the channeling happens and they get to communicate and, and close off these things that were left undone or understand something like both souls evolve. Like we evolve here because they transcended, it gives us access. I mean, it has for me time and again, and it has for everyone I've seen who makes contact. Yeah. It's like, wow, your eyes change, your, your reality, your, your, belief systems shift, right? And you start thinking of life differently. You might cherish your life more because you realize, wow, we don't know when we're going to leave. Like, like Aspasia, she just so young, so vibrant, so full of energy and, you know, just suddenly gets cancer. Armanda, my sweet sister, you know, both of them 10 years younger than me, like sudden they're so vibrant and healthy on fire and they've both left huge legacies like who knew their work was going to be done in their 30s yeah and then they just exit and they leave this ripple in, behind them like whoa we weren't expecting that you know mm -hmm. parents who lose their their children or babies when they I mean those are huge wake-up calls yeah oh my gosh Wow. So I really hope that people listening to this will just try to make contact, like get my guidebook, try the exercises, try the recording. Satya and I did a, um, a guided meditation last year at this time for clearing the karmic debt for 
connecting to your ancestors. You can go back, it's in the bonus tracks and listen to that, you know, make contact. This time of year in the fall, every year in the Northern hemisphere is um, when the veils are so thin, right? Like we're so, we, we feel it. I remember being in Japan during their festival of the dead. I think it's, uh, is it in April? I don't remember what time of year it is, but it was, the veil was so thin. I was in Kyoto and you could feel the, the spirits like flying through the temples on the way. I mean, it was wild because they really honor the ancestors there. And you feel it here in Mexico too, like day of the dead. When people are honoring the dead, you feel them, they show up, they're, they're there, it's palpable. And then you, you start to commune with this invisible realm and it changes us. It, it shows us what we're here to do. It makes, I don't know, I think it brings more meaning to our lives or at least gets us to ask the questions, right? So please everyone, ask questions, keep asking questions. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that's beautiful. Yes, ask the questions and thank you so much for sharing all of that. That was really beautiful, Amelia, thank you. Yeah, okay, until next time. Maybe we'll continue this. Who knows? If you guys have questions, uh, let us know. Let us know your experiences. Uh, we want to hear about them. All right. Take care. Bye. To learn more about our life-enhancing courses and transformational retreats, visit knowtheself.com.